Okay, with Morgan Thomas, John Pop's story is the short film at the Under Five Minute Film Festival. It's a documentary about uh, about a gentleman, uh, his experience of working in the Welsh mines, which is obviously something very interesting in the 21st century. This is your grandfather, correct? Yes, correct. So what uh, propelled you, did your grand, what did, when you first approached your grandfather about doing this documentary, what was his reaction? Well, he was kind of shocked, really. Um, you know, he's got a lot of stories from when he used to work in the mines and um, everything like that. But um, me and my other director, Ewan, needed to do a uni assignment um, of a documentary under five minutes. For the, for so, the North Americans, that uni is university, right? Yeah, university. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> So we had to come up with an idea to make a documentary, but we didn't want to make a standard documentary. We wanted to do something, you know, it's going to have a lot of like emotional value or history to it. And I've brought up a conversation in the past that my grandfather was actually a minor, but I'd never really like asked him any stories about it, what he used to do. He just told me like briefly, like what he used to do and like, um, and how it was, you know, the conditions back then. So he, he just randomly said, oh, your grandfather's a minor, isn't he? So I said, oh, yeah, he is. So literally that day I rang him up and he was like totally surprised, totally shocked. And he said, yeah, yeah I'll definitely do it. But he was like, like trying to figure out how we're going to do it because the time frame was kind of tight because my university was in England and I obviously live in Wales. Yeah. So we had to leave, I think, within the next two days to get down there and, you know, get an interview. So it was kind of a rush. But yeah, he was actually, um, he was, you know, pleasantly surprised and, you know, we kind of enjoyed it. Okay, so what was the what was the process? You you went up to to his place. You interviewed yeah. him for like a day, or so. Yeah, um, since the documentary was so short, we knew that we wanted to do segments of an in house interview, so where he's comfortable, and an interview on location, so to bring back some memories that he might have. Um, so we planned it out. We do a day filming in his house. We're going to start early and then you know take our time with it because of his health and everything. Uh, make sure we get everything we need and tell his story, not really like ask specific questions, but like what we want, what he wants to say, really. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a day for that. And then I think we had like a, a day in between break um, to like think now, look back at the footage, um, understand everything we got and where we can go from here. Uh, we knew we wanted to do an on location then. So I think as like a day or two afterwards reviewing the footage, um, we went out on location and then that was done in, in a space of a small afternoon. Gotcha. So how, how old is your grandfather now? Ooh, I think, God, that's a rough question. <laughs> I think, I think he's just past his seventies. Okay. And does he live by himself? Like where does he Like who does he live? No, with? no. He, he lives um, with my grandmother okay. as well. He's still okay. Good. I was just curious. Yeah. So, so cause he, she has to take care of him a little bit, I guess, or. Uh, they both kind of take care of each other. Yeah, he's got he's got more health issues, but it's kind of like a teamwork effort, I'd say. Gotcha. It's almost like he's the the way I was watching this is like he's kind of the last of the de- the generation, I guess, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we didn't actually research anyone else who who we knew um, that was still alive um, that we could interview. We thought that because it's only a short documentary, yeah. we only could just have his story. And we did play the idea of once this assignment was done for uni, we could make a bigger documentary, you know, sure right, could, yeah, yeah, lasting around, you know, 10, 20 minutes. And we could get a bunch more interviews because he did mention that there was like one or two people that he knows uh, is still alive. Um, and we could get, you know, a more insight to, you know, what, what was happening back then. But I'm pretty sure he's not the last, I don't think, of the generation. I think there's a few left. Oh, don't get me wrong. I think some people have passed away since because, you know, of age. 
Um, but I think it's something to look into. Yeah. For part of my history, wasn't there something in the in the sixties where like there was a huge accident and like a lot of the the families passed away? In the um, there, there have been a lot of coal mining incidents. Yeah. Um, I don't not yeah so coal mining instead I think there was one in Aberfan or something like that yeah. um, somewhere in Wales where there was a correct me if I'm wrong um my history's a bit bit all over the place I think there was a school and there yeah, was 1966 a, it was yes. the Aberfan disaster yeah Aberfan yeah yeah there was a um I think there was a a coal mining pit up the mountain or where they stored the coal. And it was like a massive landslide, which took out this entire school and with everyone in it. So, yeah, kind of like really, really bad accidents happened back then. You'd be, be really surprised. Yeah, that's because I guess I guess he kind of was around during that time, I guess, too. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I don't, That's not near our place um, where and where he went down to the yeah. mines. But, um, yeah, it, it does play a part on like the security you sure. know, of these yeah. jobs. Yeah. Because I'm guessing once he probably heard that, you know, he could have been well working in the mines then and thinking, oh, God, you know, could, could this incident happen to me? You know, so there was definitely a risk to, to all these jobs. Yeah, 100 percent. There was like a, the, if anybody watches that Netflix show, The Crown, there was a huge kind of plot about that. There was an episode about that accident and how her reaction oh. to it. And thing. I don't know if you ever watched that. Oh, no, I haven't. I haven't seen The Crown. No, but if it's something to do with it, I might have to yeah. give it a watch. Yeah. No, no, it's yeah. It's from that season where like in 66, where like they, they it's really well uh, set up the way they, the way the tragedy happened. It's very tragic. Like over a hundred kids passed away in that school. Yeah. Accident. Yeah. 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 It was kind of a really bad accident. One, one of the worst kind of um, historic accidents to do with coal mining. I believe in Wales and yeah. you know they kind of not celebrate it they kind of remember every single year the anniversary of it and yeah. then, you know it's just a bit of history of actually what happened back then in Wales and all the dangers that come with coal mining yeah that's that's sort of I just I brought I brought it up because you were talking about having a bigger kind of uh story yeah yeah definitely yeah that's obviously part of it I guess too right yeah yeah definitely 100 percent um I think now after submitting this I think there's definitely some talks in works you know i have been speaking to uh, my co-director and he's you know he's more than happy to expand this documentary more and so am i because there's so much stories that still need to be told in a way yeah well yeah totally and, and so where did you grab the stock footage where did you get the b-roll footage um so the b-roll footage some parts was off um other documentaries made about this um some parts was found in God, to be honest, this, this film was made over three years ago now. Some parts yeah. were made off some archive sites. So I think there's a few good um, coal mining archive sites in Wales or the information. So we try to like grab some images to do with that as well to link up with the story. Because obviously the, these background footage and, uh, uh, you know, really important. So instead of having the interview um, of just John, they, yeah. they were kind of a necessity needed. So we did need to locate them. And they were pretty tough to locate, don't get me wrong. Um, but yeah, most of them was um, found off archive websites of coal mining. Um, I think some parts were found in like old books or something um, around the area. But yeah, all, all over the place, really. I got to ask you about the last uh, scene where like where it's like it's like you guys are just talking. And he probably doesn't even know he's on camera. It's like. <laughs> Do you, do you bring back the memories? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, all yeah. The fucking bad ones, part of my Yeah, friend. definitely. Yeah, um, I think in the actual interview, um, looking back at it now, going up there did kind of make him somewhat emotional. Like my grandfather, I wouldn't say is an emotion, isn't an emotional person, um, but 
taking him back to the place, you know, he's been working most of his life and, you know, seeing everything that's not there now, but, you know, he can, he's just telling you, oh, that used to be there, this used to be there, and yeah. explaining it. And it, it was kind of captivating to me because, you know, we, we can't see what he's seeing, but he, you know, he, he remembers all this and yeah. like showing it to a bunch of family members and they were just saying, oh yeah, you can see he's getting somewhat emotional of this. So I guess they're not all pretty memories. <laughs> No, of course, no, but he, the way he, like, I don't know how much, how, like, during the one interview, the one sitting down yeah. interview, I don't know how long he had the camera on, but there's some pretty insightful things that he says, like, his memory, his jogging, his memory is, like, I don't know how long it took for him to, like, to get that yeah. excellent footage that you got, but, <laughs> but it's pretty, uh, it's pretty amazing what, what he remembers and, like, and his detail, his, he's a good storyteller. Yeah, definitely. Um, to be honest, um, going into the interview, I knew we had to take it somewhat slow um, because of his health and everything. But once the camera started rolling, you know, we were giving him like kind of sort of questions because right at the start, it was pretty funny because he was just giving us like one worded answers. And I and I said to him, is there anything else you want to like elaborate on? So we started talking a bit more then. And then you wouldn't believe how much actually leftover footage we've got of like the interview. We've got roughly around about 10 to like 50 minutes left footage. Maybe some of it was unused yeah um but yeah because he, he keeps going on and it is like you don't know when to stop because you, in fact you don't want to stop you know he has so much to say so much to tell it's you know it was unbelievable when we were actually um uh recording it did you did you like was, it, was this like a good like relationship film for you and your grandfather like you guys got to know each other better i'm assuming uh, i mean i have a really close relationship with my grandfather anyway okay. you know i see him as much as i can and That's I, great. You know, I, yeah d definitely and it's something that you know i, ch I cherish a lot and um, yeah, I guess it kind of brought us closer in a way, because I think back when I was a kid, he used to tell me, oh, you know, about the minings and the coal mines and everything he used to do. And maybe back then I did kind of like shove it off or like it was nothing in a way. But I guess that now if I like took in the moment and, you know, he had his thing to say, you, 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 you understand and how much he's actually been through, you know, how much history he's got, you know, to tell. So, yeah, I kind of think it did bring us closer a bit. And he keeps asking, oh, you know, when am I going to get famous now? You know, making a joke of, of the documentary. But, yeah, I'd, I'd say so. So uh, so what did you think about the our audience, North American audience, talking about your film, the feedback video? Uh, to be honest, I found it absolutely amazing. Um, the, the way the festival was run, first of all, I've got to say hats off to everyone because it, it, was, it was something like, well, to be honest, this is the first festival I submitted to. So I wanted to submit um, just because I needed the feedback. You know, it's, it suited the documentary really well because it's feedback under five minutes and the documentary itself is five minutes. And I was just looking for the feedback alone. Um, but then once I found out that I won an award for the best cinematography, first of all, I was like flabbergasted because I just finished work. And, you know, I just finished this shift. I look at my phone and then I see, oh, a text or oh, you've won best cinematography so I was like nah that you know no way so I take my emails and then I see a link of like the audience reactions so I you know I try to get home as fast as possible you know uh so I sit down in my kitchen and I'm re and like watching all these audience reactions and to be honest I was getting quite emotional because it's something I have made and everyone was saying like how well it was made and like the characters the story you know and it, it did bring me like a little tear to my eye and I, I'm not like exaggerating about it either 
Um, but yeah, I, I was kind of really grateful to have this opportunity to show off the story because I think I've only showed it to like a handful of people, you know, some of my university friends and my friend and my family, but it's not actually out there anywhere. Why didn't why haven't you submitted to more like especially documentary festivals? I don't know. I think because the idea of doing a bigger documentary was there. Gotcha. So I kind of I wanted to play with the idea, right? What do people think of this documentary first? Because I did um get in contact with you and of getting a bigger documentary you know when we both have time to and it was just a spur of a moment thing of just submitting the documentary because you know in there is somewhat of a bigger documentary in works but I guess now I kind of want to release the um the the one I've just made now just to get like more reactions because you know I these reactions I'm getting, you know, I'm, I'm truly grateful for it. And not just for me, but for the story that my grandfather's telling as well. So, um, so it was just like, you just submitted to like the under five minute festival, like kind of like, uh, like, yeah, uh, yeah off, off and off chance, really. I was scrolling through film, um, film freeway and I was just, you know, scroll- I didn't want to submit it to any old festival, you know, because, you know, festivals cost money. And yeah. You want to make sure you go to the right festival. So I was just reading through the um, the reviews and the description of um, films under five minute review. And I thought like, this is exactly what I need right now. You know, a nice festival that's going to be short and sweet and just some reactions. But then once I understood what I'm actually going to get back for my money was incredible. You know, you'd get back your audience reactions, you get the podcast interview, you know, and you also get, and the privatized link sending sending out and then more screening time. And it's just what I was looking for, really. Oh, cool. Well, so then so I guess you just keep making films. Is this documentary going to be your focus as a filmmaker? Yeah, I, th- I think so. I think the documentary filmmaking is going to be my niche now. You know, I have been kind of struggling to find what I want to kind of do next, you know. Um, but I think after seeing, you know, what you can do with documentaries and the storytelling you can do, because I personally am not the best filmmaker in a sense of like creating films, but documentary wise, you know, I kind of know where to look. I kind of know where to go. Um, like the place, the, the coal mining um, documentary in my stake, in my local hometown, there's so much history that's happened here that, that can't be covered in like one documentary. So the idea of I was playing with is like a little mini docu-series. So, so far we've covered coal mining, but we could cover something else now and continue to make these little documentaries about my stake, you know? So I think that's, that's going to be my little niche um, from now on, I guess. Gotcha. And in the blog interview, you said that, uh, that the most, the film that you've seen the most time in your life though, was, is Forrest Gump, correct? Oh yeah. You were born when that movie came out, were you? Um, when did it come out? It came out in 1984. No, I wasn't, I wasn't born in 1984. I was born in 94, 94. Oh, 94. No, I was born in 97. But the first time I saw it was when I was a teenager. I think I was watching it with my father. And it was one of those films where like you, you can't keep your eyes off it. There's so much happening. And like the character itself, the character progression is just wow. And I remember finishing the film and I, you know, I was kind of like tearing up and I looked to my left and my father is just bawling his eyes out because, you know, it's such an emotional film. And I always remember that. And I keep going back to the film because, you know, it brings back the memories of watching it, you know, previously, but also because, you know, it's for me, it is the perfect film, you know? So I, it's one of those things I can never like get rid of or like I can never get. It takes you through, but you're, you're Welsh. It takes you through American history. There should be yeah. a UK version of uh, Forrest Gump. Oh yeah, definitely. I can, <laughs> I can imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's so interesting because it's like I've always fascinated because I was I'm old enough. I, I remember being a teenager seeing that movie like in the in the drive-in theater. That's yeah. how old I am. And like, oh, right. like for you, someone like yourself, like saying that the movie you watch the most times, it's so interesting. 
yeah yeah definitely yeah um I think I've seen it well I to be honest with you, I can't come many times I've seen it so some days I'm like oh you know I fancy watching a film when I'm looking on Netflix or something or like my um Amazon purchases I'm like oh you know I could watch Forrest Gump again oh no I've seen it too many times so I'm scrolling through more films to watch I'm like oh no you know what I'll give it another watch you know I can't get sick of it that's so funny yeah well I guess yeah well I guess it's got everything right romance you know like adventure yeah, it's got, it's, comedy yeah, exactly it's got it's got a lot of comedy aspects to it it's got but a lot of emotional aspects to it as well you know from this character um Forrest who is seen as this um boy with like a low IQ is not going to really mean too much to see him you know progress with the story what he <clears throat> he goes to war he opens up his own like shrimp um company you know um he goes on tv you know tv um hosts and everything and you yeah. just you see this one individual right at the start a boy that couldn't get into school with a low iq doing all these things throughout history and then it, it is such beautiful storytelling i would say there's a there's an interesting moment in the film where where he's graduates from university and they go and the guy gets some i for me this is what i think the film's about so the, yeah. the, so the, the one of the military guys it's like during the vietnam era Vietnam War era. And basically he's like, have you given any thought on your future about uh, joining the military? And Forrest Gump's reaction is thought. He has this like, he has, he freezes and he goes thought. And meaning that like, it's almost like he doesn't think. So he just reacts. And yeah, he just thinking, does, you know? He just, he does, just does. And that's why he ends up being successful. Yes, yeah, it's, it's one <laughs> of those, he's not, it, it he's keeps not, happening he's in his, his own head. Yeah, it keeps happening in his life because there's one, the one scene where, um, I think he was running from the, the car and the, the, the throwing the rock scene of the, these teenagers. Well, not teenagers, he was like an adult at that point. But he yeah. ran through a field and then they was, this, this forest is running the fastest after the football players and everyone was just watching him. And then, like you said, how he just does, next thing you know, he becomes like a, a football star in a way in college, isn't it? So it's, it's kind of that thing where it's like, it is like a simple-minded individual finding himself all, like through these events in history, not even thinking about it. And yeah. it's just happening. You know, it's great. It's amazing. And he has no, he has no prejudice. He has no racist, racist thoughts because he doesn't, it doesn't make sense to him, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's uh, his out, his outlook on the world is so simple, but yet so. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say again, beautiful in a way because it, it's, it just seems right to him. Yeah. But like, as from like an audience perspective, and you kind of put yourself in his shoes and think, oh, would you do that? Would you do this? And you think about it. You keep thinking about these things. But then Forrest, then as a character, which is amazing, would just do these things, you know, and he wouldn't just stop either because he goes from a, a football star, he goes to the war, he, he goes to the shrimp factory and he just has these interviews and he is, he is having these interviews with like historic figures and it's, he's just sitting there and it's, everything around him is just happening and he's just living in it in a way. So yeah, it's I, I can't get enough. Maybe there's a there's a documentary version of that that kind of thematic for you. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> I'd hope so. All right, Morgan, great, great film. Maybe you should submit to other festivals, get it out there a little bit more, but uh, it was honored to show the film. Your, your oh, grandfather, you. I hope he enjoyed the film. Did he enjoy the film? Yeah, he really did, to be fair. Um, you know, he kind of makes the jokes, as I previously mentioned, of like, oh, when am I going to become famous now? When am I going to do this? And I just yeah. keep laughing it off, you know? So when I um, told him that the film actually won an award, you know, he, he that's amped up even more. Every time I see him, oh, where's my money now for my part of the film? You know, only joking around, don't get me yeah, wrong, sure. because, you know, just a bit of banter. Um, but yeah, you know, he, he really, he really liked the end product of it. And I think everyone I've showed it to so far, you know, does like it as well. Cool. All right. So let's talk again when you make your next film and looking forward to chatting with you and looking forward to seeing what you do next. Yeah. Brilliant. Sounds good.
Ah, ah, ah.